Cold winter morning with a nice cold winter beer, Dan. Uh-huh. Mm. A winter grind. A winter grind. Exact. It's always good. It uh, people, you know, I think maybe maybe Zach, Zach from pretending to be people, made mm-hmm. the joke about how people uh, talk about how winter grind's really good this year because it's a seasonal <laughs> beer. It's the same every year, and it's always delicious. I don't know. I th- I, th- I feel like it's it, I maybe it's just because it always goes away. Yeah, and I'm like, ooh, now it's different. I, I you know I I feel like uh this year's batch has some mm-hmm. fruity notes. I'm yeah. I'm getting some some fruity notes in there. Yeah, Andy. I really you know I, I go through phases where I will like drink a beer every night. I just have decided I cannot do that anymore. Mm. So especially during the pandemic, I just stopped buying beer for the house. But for the last day of Christmas break. Um, I, you know, you can't drink one of these at night. At least I can't, because it will keep me up with the caffeine. Sure. And so I was like, I last... only drink one if it's my intent to like stay up. Sure, really. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last last Sunday of the uh, Christmas break, holiday break, whatever. I got a six pack, and uh, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna drink one of these at 11 a.m. and enjoy it, because I don't. It's not like I'm gonna go out and have sure. a late night with people to, to, to do it. So I, I got the six pack and you're in, enjoying the, one of those right now. It's tasty. It's so, good this year. Yeah, it is really good this year. Maybe <laughs> we can save it for next. Oh, we're not recording next uh, Sunday. Dang. Um, we are in fact uh, recording next Saturday. Wow. Dan, bit of a glad, glad we finally figured that out. Yeah. Bit of a uh, <laughs> snafu. We hit this this week. Couldn't we'll talk- have been any dumber. <laughs> no, really couldn't have. <laughs> it, was, it was very stupid on our yeah. part. Um, well, I mean, we did take a long break. Uh-huh. Um, see, okay, so what happened was I had emailed, or not emailed, I'd set up a like an Instagram group message with Dan and me and our two guests for... As uh, we try to do. For next week. And I said, uh, uh, how about any, any Saturday or Sunday from this date on? Mm-hmm. And the date was January 10th. Yep. And one of our guests replied, January 16th uh, would be great. And I read it Saturday, 116 at 2 p.m. And I misread it as uh, January 10th Mm -hmm. at uh, 2 p.m. And I I also read the same message, Mm -hmm. although it took me a little longer to get to it. I read it as Saturday paid no attention to the number aspect. Yeah. You misread the number. Mm-hmm. I saw only Saturday. Oh, I didn't PM. see Saturday. I thought it was Sunday. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and and thought, okay, this Saturday, Saturday the 9th. Uh-huh. So on Saturday the 9th, mm-hmm. I had uh, gotten up and, and, you know, I got up. I talked to my girlfriend on Woke up, Zoom or whatever. Got out of bed. And then I... Drug a comb through your head. No, I... Actually, I don't think I did two of those things. Okay. <laughs> um, I only talked to my uh, girlfriend on the phone slash FaceTime. No one talks on the phone. Wow. FaceTime. Got to see those faces, baby. That uh, That's what a day in the life would be now. Yeah. It, it would have more freaking Zoom and FaceTime. <laughs> and then I proceeded to uh, sit down on my double wide recliner and play a video game for three or four hours and thought sure. to ask Dan at one point. Hey, uh, we got anything planned for tomorrow or something like that? Dan, I, of course, was at work. Yeah, uh, at this point. And, uh, and boy, Dan, am I glad that you texted me. <laughs> uh huh. And Dan was like, uh, "Are we recording today uh-huh. at two? 
and I realized, um, ooh, I've definitely messed up, and yeah. I did remember that it was supposed to be Saturday. Uh-huh. That's when we both went to the messages pretty uh-huh. much at the same time and realized that we were both wrong. Yeah, we, in fact, uh, <laughs> had planned, and like I have the history of this place uh-huh. written. It's not going to be a recorded one because it's really short. Sure. We'd booked the guest and prepared for an episode, yeah. and... Uh, Wrong week. Prepared for it two or three weeks ago, too. Like, we <laughs> yeah. really we had a lot of lead time on this uh-huh. episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Andy. I woke up about 6 a.m. on Saturday. I started typing my little heart out. <laughs> I, I, I did zero work for the podcast over our 20 or so day break and uh, had a lot to get yeah. out that morning. And I think I wrote some pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah, we may have to cut this whenever the actual episode comes out and it's all garbage. Yeah. But I, I, this will, I, I this tells you this will come out before we record that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, uh, I really I, I got a lot on the paper for next week's episode. Folks, stay tuned for that. Yeah. But uh, we, you know, very few times have we uh, pooed the bed harder. God. <laughs> Hate hated that. W- would it have just been better for me to have said what I was about, actually going to say? And you cut about it? messed up. You didn't have to use it. An idiom messed up the bed. Is that what you say? <laughs> whenever, whenever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I'm rolling around and I pull the sheets off, Dan, that's what I'm talking about. We really pulled the sheets off the bed this week. Uh-huh. When I get in bed, zero movement. Really? Yeah. No, no, no. I, no. I, I, I rip the, the sheets from, from every corner. Mm-hmm. I'm a taker. I, 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 I like to roll over in my sleep to the side that makes me snore very yeah. loud so I'm to be woken up and told to then lay on my other side uh-huh. that, that I was, doesn't I was gonna say like cause the snoring. You you two uh, go to bed side to side and wake up head to toe. <laughs> That's how much uh, you move. Honestly, we do go to bed side to side <laughs> and then I will wake up and we're head to toe because my girlfriend will like get hot or be tired of me snoring right in her face and she will just go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. to to ca- cause a little uh, put a little more proximity between uh, my face and hers. Um, that all would be true, of course, if we slept in the same bed, which we do not. We slept and sleep in two separate rooms <laughs> uh, because we are yet to be wed, despite <laughs> our common law anniversary just passing. Andy, seven really? years with with, with That's the, right. the beautiful babe and myself. I I, I need to come up with a new fun Wait, name for. Her. Are you? For real, are you now legally married? I don't. I don't know how common law works. We haven't lived together for seven years. It's I like kinda, six and a half years, right? Uh, no. I'm like, if we're talking legal residence, it's probably more like four to five years. I'm talking illegal residence. <laughs> if we're talking when we started uh staying at at, at each other's homes and yeah we're like six and a half years so mm-hmm. i don't know how common law marriage works but uh we're definitely getting there um gonna, so gonna put a, that common law ring on yeah, it could we get a common lawyer um on the horn to discuss this we got any common lawyers i want to live like common lawyers that's good. I like that. I want to do what common lawyers people <laughs> do. What common law people do? <laughs> you know, I, I I'm going to bring this up because it's never actually going to come to fruition. But I really did want to do an edit of the song "Common People," <laughs> uh, but just cut out every time he says "people" and put it to like pictures of common the rapper. <laughs> I want to live like common. Do I, I want to live like common? I want to do whatever common. <laughs> 
do. <laughs> you should do it. I want to sleep with Common. <laughs> I want to sleep with Common like you. <laughs> and it's, it's going to turn out that like the song is about whoever Common is married to or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's just for the Tower Club folks. <laughs> if, if that ever does come to life, that's so good. That's so good. He's so he's great in that that John Wick movie. Mm-hmm. Man, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you know, pretty mixed feelings about him as an actor overall. But boy, oh boy, is he good in John Wick. Anyway, what we wanted to get to is that uh, uh, we made a point not to really refer to this on the London Calling episode, but <laughs> less than twenty four hours of planning oh, yeah. went into that. Yeah, way less than twenty four hours. Yeah. truly, like almost. Uh, the, just a little over twelve hours of planning. Oh, I, I uh, including sleeping. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, they came together quick. Uh, despite us having so much lead time mm-hmm. on it, and I, I guess that will make next week's episode possibly our our episode with the longest lead up to uh-huh. it. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. sure who that, knows? However. I. I was pretty happy with the history segment, considering I threw it together in, I don't know, 30 minutes. It came together really well. Yeah, um, I was happy about it. Uh, Part of the reason I picked London Calling is because I already knew that there was so much information about it Mm -hmm. already that it was going to be pretty easy to research. Uh, Because, again, they are very uh, public. Like, Neil posts videos, like first-person videos on their uh, social media pages and stuff. And they're really fun. I talked about it on there, but he was so... So nice, like such a nice dude. However, that was not your experience whenever you visited. Oh, London yes, Calling. I didn't even bring it up no, on the sure. show. Uh, the whenever I went up there, I don't believe it was Neil, but no, whoever no, no. served me, uh, just was fully not wearing their mask, like not even around the ear, didn't even attempt to do it. Like, I mean, it was noon, so it was like lunchtime, there was nobody there. Yeah. I understand the inclination to just not wear your mask and then put it on when the customer approaches, but that wasn't the case. It's also a little short with me, but I, I'm not going to drag well, that personal layer out. Yeah. Of the yeah. I mean, show this, this any person who was probably uh, living on tips and no. there is no one there. And this, that was in fact the uh, last day mm-hmm. for that location to be open indefinitely. Also, there's no tip jar, and they don't give you a receipt to tip. Oh, on. maybe you don't tip there. I I guess not. Like I wasn't. I wasn't given a. I, I just wasn't given the chance to. Yeah. I would. I would have loved to, uh, despite my you know pretty negative experience. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll tip either way. I don't care. I mean, I'm rich. You also didn't. <laughs> you also didn't talk about. Uh, we didn't talk about how crazy expensive that place is for what <laughs> yeah. they serve. Yeah, it's really um, expensive. It was $42 yeah. for the four, four pasties, pasties and, two, and gravies. two gravies. That's insane. Uh, That's the so gravies much. are 99 cents a piece. You got to drop a buck just for the gravy. Yeah, and you and could you could get a whole pan's worth of that exact same stuff from a from like a 69 cent uh, a packet of powder. Well, and also like I wouldn't I wouldn't order. Yeah. The pasties without the gravy. This I is not ha- They should just come with the yeah. pasty. I'm not begrudging this place any of this, by the way. I'm merely observing that they've got something figured out where they've sure. got the probably pretty low overhead and pretty high markup because that's how restaurants make money. Oh, I was great that they got a lot of overhead. Uh, well, they got that full second as, story on the bus. Very good. Very good. Uh, I just mean overhead as far as the actual food. Uh-huh. I mean, who knows? Sure. I could be wrong, but I I sure did like that restaurant a lot. I knew I was going to like it going in and... Yeah, I'm glad we got it out of the way, too. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's done now. We've been talking about doing that one since the very beginning. Yeah. Well, we've got a list now. We're only doing good stuff. It's um, only good stuff, folks. Yep. We're, for real. Like, we're joking about this. Unless a guest wants to go to some place that Dan and I don't really sure. care for, we're only doing places we actually want to do and are pretty confident are going to be good. Mm-hmm. 
as opposed to like doing places that uh, have no reputations whatsoever, like Tra- Travelers Coffee House, which yep. I still regret doing. <laughs> I think that that was another one that uh, w- was built out yeah. of uh, <laughs> us not mm-hmm. planning ahead far enough. And it something. was also at the point where we were still planning to, <laughs> let's face it, we were still planning to eat at every single restaurant in Springfield, <laughs> Missouri at that point. <laughs> And I think we've come to terms with the fact that that just isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen, folks. Listen, we, we've blown Billy Dove out of the freaking water. Yeah. I almost cursed because uh, I, I do feel very passionate about this. Billy Dove isn't going to touch us. Okay, yeah. We've done the numbers. We've crunched everything. He's not going to come close. Uh, he's too busy freaking going mouth first on an anthill, Andy. <laughs> Sucking it up like Boba. He's going mouth to hill. Yes. Hill to mouth. Yeah. No, hill to mouth. Yeah, that's that's the correct uh-huh. order. Oh, well, goodness. Which brings us to, or brings me to, because it has been a, like a month since we discussed this, uh-huh. but uh, I'm going to go ahead and put out an open call to Tower Club members. If you want to come on and do oh, a socially distant episode of this show, a Tower Club episode, we're going to start reviewing restaurants, just regular restaurants on Tower Club. Sure, uh, yeah. With, with uh, fan Simber style guests. So for real, if you are listening and would like to come on the show and cover a restaurant with us, reach out. Oh, in, in any and, way. And you, you are welcome. Um, we do it about as safely as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. We set up we set up in a very large room mm-hmm. and are about 12 feet apart. You can have a mask on. Um, if Yeah. So open invitation uh, to, to come on the show for Tower Club. Uh yeah. More information on why we're doing this probably very soon, actually. Coming up soon, folks. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of news on mm-hmm. the Spring Food Mo front, and we know that's what you love. We got we got to deal with MTV. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I right. don't know where that came well, from. What, yeah. It's actually MTV, too. We're going uh-huh. to be uh, grooming the uh, two-headed dog. Cerberus? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cerberus? This is a reference to the video game <laughs> Hades, Dan. Okay, I think it's a reference to... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I know. Dante. <laughs> right. No, that, that, is, that is it. Uh, and I believe that doc has three heads. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Only the two head, heads on that on that MTV Pitbull. Mm. Andy, speaking of two-headed dogs, how about we get into this week's preheat? Sure. Why not? So we already discussed. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been to the restaurant. We've been and been back. It's been planned for a minute. We're not going to say what it is. I'm going to say that it's, you know, three numbers that are all the same. (laughs) Take from that what you will. I think that narrows it down to about one option. It's good. I like it. Well, it could be the Hades restaurant. Six, six, six. (laughs) 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 We were just just talking about how I subscribed to the uh, Hoot and Holler uh, top Patreon tier. That's (laughs) $6.66. Well done. Oh, those silly, silly folks over at Hoot and Holler. Andy, for this week's preheat, we're going to give one word, one single word on our pre thoughts of, we're pre cogs of sorts, uh-huh. uh, on our pre thoughts of these, uh, of this uh, restaurant that's uh, three numbers mm. and they're all the same number. Yeah. Just three times. Yep. Sticky. Oh, that's good. Mine is bones. <laughs> oh, bones. 
So now, this is because you went with... Love Star Trek. No, you went with David Boreanaz. Oh, that's good, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm back on my Buffy right now, Andy. I'm oh, so, so, so dude, Boreanaz really? is on the brain. I really am. Where really are you? Am. You so, know that this is one of my all-time favorite shows, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've discussed it before. Mm-hmm. We got through the first season. Rough. Uh, and then kind of stopped. I don't know why we stopped. I think other things just kind of entered our atmosphere. And recently, we've really been craving some like schlock. Not not. It's not bad. It really isn't. But no. it's not like something we would normally want to watch. It's just so the formula is so perfect and it's great. Uh, we're almost at the end of season two now. Yeah. So we're getting good stuff. Spike's right. there now. Oh, Spike is such a great character. Uh. Drusilla, just one of the worst in like <laughs> villains of all yeah. time in TV. So bad. It, it's kind of weird because the stakes, like the premise of the first season, if I remember correctly, the premise of the first lot season of is like in the first season, the craziest and hugest stakes, like town falling into a hellmouth, right? Yes. And well, the hellmouth, the hellmouth is the premise of the whole show. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so many, so many dastardly creatures in, in the city of Sunnyvale. Mm-hmm. It's been over 10 years since I since I watched through the series, but I think it, it gets really good. I think season three through five or six. Really? Six is really, really awesome. Wow. Um, that, <laughs> there's just so much of it. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll oh. pound through four episodes in a night, and you just don't even make a dent. We're, TV shows used to be like 22, 24 yeah. episodes, and these are all 42, 42, 45 minutes yeah. long. And there's also the Angel spinoff, mm-hmm. And you kind of have to watch both really concurrently to you don't have to. It's not necessary. But there are several arcs where like an object or something important will pass from one oh, show to the okay. other. And like Angel will be on Buffy. Buffy will be on Angel. And I watched them in release order. Sure. Um, during the very, very sad period <laughs> between uh, <laughs> uh, when I was went to OTC, mm-hmm. uh, quit uh, I didn't quit high school. <laughs> I graduated from high school. Uh, sort of like quitting. Kind of, sort of. It's not that I lost all my friends. My friends moved, uh-huh. and a pretty dramatic life changed. Uh, made it to where the people, some of the people in my life, we didn't really know how to hang out with each other anymore sure. because changes in beliefs kind of thing. So I just spent a lot of time with my friends at Sunnyvale, Dan. <laughs> It was a sad, dark time, and it's easy to... You can frame it either as that was a really positive part of it, or you can sure. frame it as a part of it that uh, kept me from in- interacting and engaging with the real people in the world. Yeah. But I still love the show. I think it's great. Excited to hear more as you as you go. It is great, Andy. I love it. I I never thought it would be me, but there, it, the formula is so good. You know, yeah. Ideally, I would watch The X-Files, because that seems like the cool version of this, but The X-Files, Andy puts me to sleep yeah no show puts me to sleep harder it is like tv melatonin to mm-hmm. me i cannot stay awake during an episode yeah. of the x-files i need i need garbage i need yeah I, I i hate joss whedon i hate everything he writes it's so stupid but i can't get enough of its candy sacred sweetness um i love it I don't hate him. I have complicated feelings about him, just like everybody who's been a yeah. fan and gotten to gotten to know him a little sure. bit better well, yeah. than I we mean, wish we had. Personally, he's yeah. a piece of trash. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, I uh, I think he's a great writer, and I, I'm excited for you to get to the part where it sort of stops being a monster of the week show and becomes fully episodic. Oh, like, really? I love the monster of the week. That stuff's good, and it, it sort of is that still, but like it's going to get later where 
if you were to jump in at, at a random episode in like season four, you would not have a clue what was going on. I'm excited to get to the part where the 500 year old angel is no longer dating the 17 year old Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who uh, he literally attends her 17th yeah, birthday. It's party really weird. And uh, duh, duh, you know uh, they they do some more stuff after that. At least it's not. It's creepy in the show uh-huh. on purpose. Like yeah. this show acknowledges how weird and creepy that is, and that's part of it. Yeah. Um, that is a f- major part of it. It's not like, hey, this is cool. This yeah. is a fine thing to be doing. And I mean, Twilight's the same way. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess most vampire <laughs> they stories are, are totally chased in Twilight, though, until they're married. Yeah, and have a demon baby that rips himself out uh-huh. outside of her. <laughs> my, my girlfriend and I have talked <laughs> about watching that. Neither of us connected to the Twilight series in any way. Didn't read it or anything. But for some reason, we've wanted to Dan, like watch the movies. <laughs> Would you believe that I read all four of those books? No, I did. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would believe you're you're an avid reader. Not anymore. Um, I do this now. (laughs) 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 I was trying to remember if I read a full book in uh, the year 2020. I I think I I think I did. Anyway, I definitely didn't. It really uh, embarrassed me whenever I found out that uh, Miranda Udaley had uh, seen me renew my library card. Because it also made me feel as if maybe she had access to see all the books that I borrow from the library's hmm. website and don't read any of. <laughs> huh. I get a lot of wise ideas about how much I'm going to read. And uh, <laughs> that, that's about as far as it goes. I have a hard time sitting down and just doing that now. We'll get into video games, why I find them so, I've come to find them so appealing here in a little sure. while. But uh, what were we talking about? Who knows? Something Buffy. to do with Buffy vampires. Man, I was really excited to talk about whatever it was. This is frustrating. <laughs> this is most conversations with sure. me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. That's that's a bummer. Boreanus bones. Buffy. Oh, we were on the preheat. Jeez, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Andy. It's it's off the rails at this point. What yeah. else we got for this week? Uh, just talking about video games, I guess. Oh boy, Andy. I guess we could talk a little bit more about Crystal Quaid. I don't think we we hinted at it. No. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really that was really cool. It, it was. was embarrassing. Yeah. No, it was um, super embarrassing. I I was super embarrassed. Less so as I've moved past. Yeah. It. I don't think we talked about how I couldn't find my glasses, and it turned out they were just <laughs> sitting right next to me. Like yeah. I had to pause because like I really can't do this without my glasses. Yeah. We took like a ten minute stop down, and I was looking around. It was less than ten minutes, but yeah. I, I looked around. I was looking around the house, like where are they? I mean, the te- wherever they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I was looking around um, for them, and then I sat back down. I was like, I guess I'm just going to work without them. And I, you know, which entails like reading these long thoughts from my phone, yeah. and then, oh, they're just sitting right there. Yeah. They're sitting right there right next, next to me it. that whole time. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've alluded a lot to like, how did we get her on the show? And the truth is that uh, she was a friend of my uh, f- a former girlfriend, mm-hmm. and like I had some social experiences with her, and also like another person to really encourage her to do that. Back during that time. I just sent her a message cold. I was like, hi, my name is Andy Carr. You might not remember me, but we're friends through X person. Or I knew you through this person. And uh, she's like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. And that's all. Like, she was sure. not exactly enthusiastic, but she, uh, I shouldn't say that. Um, there was not even, I wouldn't say there was a noticeable lack of enthusiasm. She was just more than willing to do it. Like, it didn't take any convincing whatsoever. No, yeah, she came. So. It was it was great. You know, she came during uh, the Christmas season. Uh, late in the evening yeah. to a random person's house to, mm-hmm. not, to, to not a random person. not that random like she I kind of traded on another person's 
innate decency sure. <laughs> to get her on the show. Sure. You know, like uh, that happened a lot back in back in those days. Yep. Where, like people just assumed I was a really uh, not that I'm not a <laughs> decent person, but like it was like decent th- decency through association with a truly okay. decent person. I get that. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of a dorky nobody, and this person was mm-hmm. like a really respected. A dorky uh, somebody. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no hard feelings, whatever. Everything's fine. Uh, doing great, Dan. Yeah, I, I clearly do. I mean, we got Crystal Quaid on the show. Andy. Yeah. Uh, we were so nervous before that. Uh, mm-hmm. Really should not have been. C- couldn't have been nicer. Um, definitely visibly uncomfortable during the Curtis Schmo yeah. uh, segment, or, or at least uh, not engaged, which... Uh, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I flew a little close to the sun, Andy. Yeah, I had gotten so much praise on the wonderful Curtis Schmo character in the past weeks that I, I just thought it, it 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 was a match made in heaven thought to bring him gonna, on for our big high profile episode. Seemed to think it was going to ride itself. Uh, well, <laughs> that was certainly part of it. You know, it, I'm being mean. No, you had no, you no. had stuff written. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Um, I had stuff written, but it you certainly wasn't new stuff, as yeah. you observed. Uh, I, it's the Christmas season, folks. It was a lot to take on. I thought, you know, I just thought I thought it was all there in the character. Uh, I did not think about how engaging with somebody who's a uh, conspiracy theorist, no matter what the actual right. bit is. It, it, it certainly aged weirdly uh-huh. after this week. Yeah. Um, the day after it posted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know. know what? I don't know. We don't have to explicitly talk about that, but what a weird week it's been. Just like a weird sure. feeling. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time working on Wednesday because mm-hmm. uh, I'm wor- teaching virtually, which means I'm just in front of the computer. And something I'm incessantly checking Twitter. Let me rephrase that. I'm always incessantly checking Twitter uh-huh. because uh, I am addicted to computers and information. Yeah. Um, teenage bride with a baby inside getting high on information. Mm-hmm. That's me. Um, <laughs> and I uh, couldn't focus on anything else. I even had a job interview that night. And uh, we talked about it during my job interview, which weirdly like set me at ease. Like made it. We just started off talking sure, about how weird yeah. a day it had been, and it was very just calm and conversational it's, as a result. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just weird to see Josh Hawley in Global News, uh, former guest of the show. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love our version of Josh Hawley. I think he's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I, I don't know if I can do it anymore. Probably would have been only the second or third most inappropriate yeah. to character to mm-hmm. do with uh, Crystal Quaid there, to him or Mike Parsons. Yeah. Um, I do think he is a evil, despicable person. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would in no way ever, ever defend him. But I also think like things were a lot worse than he expected that they would be as a result of his oh, dumb sure. actions. Yeah, um, I, I think a lot of yeah. right-wing people are feeling yes. that way. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're despicable. Um, and uh, what, uh, What's truly despicable about him is that uh, he continued doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, he was like, okay, well, this, I, I guess I can't back down from this and apologize. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he intentionally incited violence, is my opinion. Mm. But uh, after seeing that his actions did that, he continued those actions. And I believe that is, makes him a truly evil person. Well, I mean, straight out of a, a, a George Orwell book, Andy, uh, this guy. He did, did some of this stuff with. 
I I remember my favorite passage out of 1984 is when the book publishing company won't let you publish a book because yeah. you incited a, a riot on the nation's uh-huh. capital, mm-hmm. <sighs> leading to four or five deaths. But yeah, I you know I, I the, the, it, it, it's straight out of one of those books from the famous author George, George Orwell. Orwell, yeah. and you know, as good as those books are, I'm a bigger fan of the popcorn, Andy. About Orwell Redenbacher, yeah, same guy, right? Or Orville, or Orville, Orville Redenbacher, the Seth MacFarlane show. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. All right, Andy, you're just being crazy, right? I, now. I know that the the popcorn's been around way longer than the Seth MacFarlane Orville. I don't think uh, so. Star Trek shows. So. I think it's branded. It's I think branded it's, merch. I think it's George Orwell Redenbacher. Anyway, I mean, I guess R.I.P. Josh Hawley on, Sp- on Spring Food Mo. <laughs> yeah, no and more Josh ho- Hawley. Hopefully, R.I.P. his career. But no, let's face it, that's not going to happen. Up, up, up for that guy. Yeah. I, I, I mean, d- d- unfortunately, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a, a large political career for it's that dude. Pretty hilarious to see. You know, my love him to death, centrist Democrat friends thinking like this is the end for Josh Hawley. Uh-huh. Like no. No, they all these guys always recover from this. They I can did, just pretend it never happened. I personally had fun seeing like all the people that I follow on Twitter, regardless of where they live in the world, uh, knowing the name of Josh Hawley mm-hmm. and making fun of him mm-hmm. on oh, for, for a couple hours. And r- r- real, real joy there. Let's talk about the whole like Billy Long tweet. Oh, I don't know about this. Billy Long tweeted a thing about. Uh, Oh, the, the gist of it was uh, I flew. He tagged American Airlines in the tweet. Mm-hmm. I flew American Airlines back to Springfield from hashtag Washington, D.C. <laughs> to uh, go on to do an, inter, an in-studio interview on KY3. Uh, and they, they paired me with some rookie reporter named Ethan for something. <laughs> okay. It's, it's kind of a dumb. It's dumb. Like they're doing. He's doing a bit to promote his interview. Sure. Because everyone knows who Ethan Foreheads is. And also, look, I've got some inside intel on this. I won't review reveal who my multiple friends who have worked there are. But uh Ethan Foreheads is a huge Trump guy. Sure. Big time uh conservative, uh su- big supporter of Billy Long. They if they don't know each other, they certainly know of each other and probably know each other's mm-hmm. reputations. Ethan Forhats responded. He was like, "Hey, sorry, my wife was out of town," implying that she would have been the the higher ranking reporter to uh, do yes, the interview. Yeah, and okay, also a reporter. all of like central to liberal to far left Missouri Twitter thought they were dunking on Billy Long, being like, "Oh, he doesn't even know who Ethan Forhats is," mm. and it was embarrassing, Dan, that they didn't understand that this old man was doing an old man bit. It was really embarrassing. Dude, Claire McCaskill got in on it. She was even... Oh, it was really embarrassing. Hey, I, I won't take any McCaskill uh, slander on this show. <laughs> We're still looking to get her on. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I have certain things I disagree with her about. I think she's kind of weak on some stances, weaker than I would prefer. But, yeah, you no, know, I, I do have a lot of respect for... Uh, not a lot. I have some respect for Claire McCaskill. Hmm. But I was really embarrassed for her, like thinking that this joke tweet was actually representative... <laughs> Of Billy Long. Not that I like Billy Long. Andy, I, I can't stand him. I gotta say, I'm glad I missed all of this. Yeah. I, I did. 
I, I don't like whenever uh, it, I because I, I, I would have fallen into it, too. I yeah. would have thought the same thing and then I would have been embarrassed later. It's just it's people, you know, with similar beliefs to those that you and I hold getting all fired up about something that doesn't matter, which mm-hmm. is exactly what the people that oppose the beliefs that we have love to make fun of us for doing. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I just saw it happening and it was just it wasn't exactly sickening. It was just embarrassing. That's all. That's all I had to say about it. Well, you know, uh, joke or no, Billy Worm's a little worm. <laughs> Billy Worm's a little worm. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, did I say something wrong? <laughs> I think Billy Worm needs to be a character on the show. I think Billy Worm, Billy worm. needs to make an appearance. <laughs> and he needs to uh, have a striking similarity. Uh-huh. I did like, okay, one of the tweets that I did, it's really hack to say that Billy Long looks like Jabba mm-hmm. because it's he kind of objectively does. Sure. Um, and I posted a picture Looks of, more like the Cenobite from uh, oh. one of the Cenobites from sure. uh, Hellraiser. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I posted a picture of Jabba in Salacious Crumb, which is his little like monkey-like uh-huh. buddy, and the tweet just said, Ethan and Billy are friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy about that. I liked that one. Man, you were just a one-stop shop for Salacious Crumb content. <laughs> I love Salacious Crumb. You sure do. His name is insane. <laughs> is that going to be one of the 26 new Star Wars <laughs> properties? Oh, I would love it. Is the Salacious Crumb. Can I write it? <laughs> variety hour. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's like the minions. Like He just has to have a master. And he picked a Jabba. Maybe he picks a good person uh, in the in the sequel. Andy, you're just burying good character stuff here. I, I feel like Salacious Crumb could make his way onto Spring Food Mode. No problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Anyway, Dan, uh, I guess we could talk about video games. For 30 minutes in, that was what we promised we'd talk about. People demand it. We sure did. I mean, I, I, I went over with you a little bit of my video game journey over the last couple weeks here on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, my journey was I, one weekend, wanted to play games real bad, been sucked into Death Stranding on the PlayStation 4. Real big fan of that game. Really emotionally invested in the story. I, I love the whole thing of it. I think it's very innovative and fantastic video game. But one weekend, I just didn't have access to play it. The TV was occupied all mm. dang weekend for reasons I won't get into. So Buffy. I went on. No, it wasn't Buffy, no, weirdly it's enough. Fine. I wish it was Buffy. I, I went into a pretty heavy uh, game buying spiral, Andy. Yeah. Bought a lot of video games, waited a lot of hours for them to download uh, before realizing that they were completely unplayable on my PC. Mm-hmm. Should have known that. A uh, real piece of garbage uh, rig I got uh, PC-wise. Bought The Witcher 3, mm. a, a game that I already own on the PlayStation 4. Uh, wow. But, of course, couldn't play. Uh-huh. Uh, also bought, I think, the what, what else did I get? The Half-Life Collection. Yeah. Also just unplayable. Mm-hmm on there jake gave me half-life 2 as a christmas present like six or seven years ago Uh and even then my pc couldn't play it which was you gotta you gotta invest a lot of money in a pc to make make it play even like basic good games yeah uh thankfully i think that they might be playable on my uh, macintosh that i got here pretty recently i will need to revert back to mojave Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. to play those 32-bit windows games on there but uh, yeah, you know, thankfully Steam has a very good refund policy, and, uh, and I, I uh, asked for a refund, citing the fact that 
the games were literally unplayable yeah. on, on my unit there and and they went ahead and did so and then uh finally got a game that does play disco elysium andy huh can't remember if this came out in 2020 or 2019 but uh it's a it's a role-playing game andy nice you play a detective you you wake up in your room after a, a night of drinking and you can't remember your name or face or anything and uh Dan, this was not a i'm sorry this wasn't a game you were this has actually happened to you well i'm yeah i'm describing the act of getting to the game okay so all that happened finally i found my computer and credit card <laughs> paid twenty dollars <laughs> for this wonderful game disco elysium it's cool uh a lot of fun lot, just a real heavy role-playing uh text-based stuff uh all your decisions matter you can uh, make roles that uh, if if you fail them, it's going to change the entire span of the rest of the game. I guess that there's potential for your character to lose their mind. Oh. Um, there's a lot of like a lot of the text is your like uh, inland empire talking to you and your id and like different parts of your psyche talking to you and you having to answer them or uh roll for uh different things with them i don't know andy yeah i'm not a big i mean like role role-playing gamer but this uh, sounds like delta green which is a role-playing game system it, it absolutely is yeah. yeah that's that's what i'm pretending to be people yeah, that's right uh, bases yeah. there on there's on yeah it's very similar to that i would say and uh i'm sure that there are people out there that know what i'm talking about because mm-hmm. it, it was a pretty popular game beautiful art style all like looks hand painted oh cool uh very cool i think that you would really like it i yeah i I would say that this is one you should check out if you uh just just install steam that's awesome i have steam well get it then i I mostly played jackbox games with my friends on on zoom which i think you joined us for one time Uh um my i've been doing console gaming dang that's the only way i can afford to have enough power to 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 play some good good games with cool graphics and stuff I mentioned this on the on the actual episode this week, but uh, I spent the first half of the break just playing uh, Switch, mostly playing the game Hades, which is a, a roguelike, which means that you clear dungeons. They're like they're not exactly mazes, Dan, but a lot of rooms will have like two different directions you can go, and they're sure. all leading to a boss that helps you clear that part of the dungeon. Um, and you collect resources you can do that you can do various things with, upgrade your character, or I didn't realize it's also a dating sim. So you can like give NPCs mm-hmm. gifts, including like bosses that you face. They will like show up at you know you're basically trying to escape from hell, mm-hmm. and your dad is Hades. You play your your character's name is Zagreus, and you're the son of Hades. It's all based on like Greek mythology, and there's some Dante stuff in there because Cerberus is a is your dog, and you can I haven't done it yet, but you can set Cerberus free, and I'm excited to see what happens when oh, I get to that. Yeah. But uh. You get all these resources, upgrade. You get a bunch of different weapons you can earn and use and stuff like that. And uh, it, it really incentivizes continuing to try and get further and further and farther uh, along the journey and, and your escape from Hades. And there's four different worlds, and I think I've made it maybe 1.75 Oh sure. Uh, out of the four. I hear it's very challenging. It it's is. A, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a tough one. It's hard. Uh, I mean, I, I think I've put in about, I probably put in 15, 20 hours, something mm-hmm. like that. Just, I would play for a couple hours each night and just listen to podcasts because it's a game you can kind of do other stuff while you play. Oh, boy, Andy. The the beauty of video games. Yeah. And um, it was, I was having a great time with that. And then I just started 
hearing it's i think it really started with seeing that billy dove had gotten the ps5 mm-hmm. and i knew that they were scarce and i'd just never been a playstation person i'd heard heard games along the way that i really thought were interesting but it's like i just can't you know it's like a huge life it felt like a lifestyle change to buy spend that kind of money what's the last generation of console that you like got into prior to owning a switch which was just earlier in 2021 or 2020 right the, the last one that i owned myself was a nintendo 64 wow now my brother had a gamecube which is now in my possession mm-hmm. and i did play some stuff on the gamecube i think i played most of the way through legend of zelda wind waker on gamecube fantastic game I remember it being a lot of fun. I got to a part where you had to like sail the seas and collect 50 pieces of something. I was like, this is, it's, it seemed like a poor game design to me. But anyway, I didn't finish that one. So it probably had been at least, what am I? I'm 34. So gosh, it probably been 15 years since I'd been a regular wow. gamer, if not before that. Um, I do remember some in college, somebody gave me an Xbox and I played through the game Fable. But I'm a sporadic gamer. Like I'll go through yeah. phases. Like I played through Earthbound. Jake gave me a cartridge of Earthbound on SNES, and I played through that. But I've talked about it before. I got the Switch to play over my surgery recovery. Wound up not doing that because it was actually like too much. Yeah. Um, I just needed to sit and not be doing anything. And then during the pandemic, got really into playing Breath of the Wild and Animal Crossing. Now wish that I had not spent all that time in Animal Crossing. <laughs> Love every second of Breath of the Wild. And then I got it in my head that I might want to try a PlayStation, Dan. And uh, Billy got his, and that made me think, like, how did he get that? I heard they're, like, impossible to get. Mm. And so I started following all the, the Twitter accounts and checking Reddit because, like, they had these accounts that would tell you whenever, like, Target or whatever yeah. would get a shipment in. And the best I could tell was that what I was going to have to do was just leave all these retail pages refreshing on their PS5 sites. Oh, yeah. And um, I had... The Target was the one that I really wanted because I get 5% off with my red card. Nice. And so what would happen was uh, I would just leave my computer next to my bed refreshing the page every three seconds set to tell me if the text sold out changed. And um, Oh, wow. You mm-hmm. really had a system going. I sure did. That's awesome. And then at uh, 4.30, uh, the second or the 4.30 on the one Tuesday that I was off uh, work from school, 4.30 a.m., it went off. <laughs> And uh, it took me four or five tries for it to go through, but I bought the PS5. And the way that you have, to, the way that they have to do it, you can't go buy it in the store. You have to buy it online and pick mm-hmm. it up at the store, which is a great, like Target and Best Buy and Walmart were the only places doing it where like scalper bots couldn't go and get have them all shipped to them so they could sure, sell yeah. it for like twelve hundred dollars. Makes sense, yeah. And so I was fortunate; I got it. And then Dan, I proceeded to just play it almost all day, every day yeah. that I possibly could. Played through Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was fun it was great it mm-hmm. was such a good time it didn't like tug at my heart and soul the story though some parts did actually now that i say that sure but i had really great cutscenes. i was like i i can't believe how far graphics have come it's insane it, it is like, really I, insane. I just think of uh the advent of what we already thought were incredible mm-hmm. graphics I, I think of a uh, final fantasy the spirits within us coming out in theaters and going to see that at the the uh the palace with mm-hmm. with my father and brothers and it, it burning out a little <laughs> over halfway through and us leaving because yeah. they really didn't like it and, and just how it, we've we've come to surpass that a full yeah. length feature movie like just heads better yeah. than that i just didn't know they were so good it's crazy um i had played some ps4 games at jake's house but he plays things on a projector projected onto a sheet mm-hmm. which is a great fun way to play but i, ju- I just didn't like 
I have a I have a 4K OLED TV. Like I have one of the nicer TVs that you can get. Mm-hmm. And I'd been playing Switch, and it switches in 1080p. And Breath of the Wild looks beautiful. Yeah. Um. Now that I've gone back and looked at other games, they look ugly now yeah. to me because of how gorgeous everything looks on the screen. And here's the thing: is like I played through Last of Us, which I'll get to, which is a PS3 game. Yeah. And looks so much better than it's anything crazy. on Switch. Yeah. It, I don't I don't understand how Nintendo has gotten away with this. Um, well, that, I mean, that's just kind of always been Nintendo's MO. They've yeah. never really been the like top quality and uh, graphics uh-huh. company, and and they just don't worry about that. Yeah. I think is part of it, and and uh, that's why they come up with innovative styles like the one in uh, Wind Waker, the cell shading, yeah. which was so incredible the first time I, mean, I, I saw that. And it still looks great. Yeah. Breath of the Wild is a very similar art style. Yeah, absolutely. It's hyper stylized. Yeah. yeah. To keep up with the, uh, the you know, your PS5 is mm-hmm. the size of a toddler and your Switch you can take with you yeah. on a, an airplane. Like, it's crazy. I mean, the Switch, I believe, has a 256 gigabyte hard drive mm-hmm. and I have 15 games or something yeah. downloaded on there. Whereas uh, my PS5 uh, has almost a terabyte and mm-hmm. it is maxed out with five games. Oh, I yeah. have to go buy another hard drive to fit all the games on there. Oh, yeah. And folks, Andy's just learning about uh, the the new thing uh, with video game discs and how mm-hmm. they don't matter. Yeah, you just nothing. buy them to uh, put in there so it can download your entire game from yeah. the internet. <laughs> and I'm really frustrated because now I just I have to put the disc in to play yep. Miles Morales. <laughs> I could have just bought it. It was cheaper to buy sure. it from the store but and some people like having it on their shelf sure i get it i i used to be that kind of person but since switch uh mm-hmm. just being able to look and see and play all the games instantly no i, I don't oh yeah and it also leads to a lot more purchases of games yes that, for I, sure. that i would not have oh, yeah. stepped into a GameStop to buy mm-hmm. if, if makes, i see a little sale going on makes money seem imaginary yeah you know it, it really it makes it an abstract <laughs> concept but you can't see and touch and yeah Taste and smell. Love to taste money, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you from first-hand experience. It's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, what I really want to talk about was just um, how great games are. Yeah. Like, I just really lost... It's not that I lost touch with it. Is that they weren't like this whenever I stopped playing. No, truly. Like, now, a AAA game is just like, it's some of the storytelling mechanics yeah. they can employ and with how realistic it all looks, it's so much more immersive than it used to be. Like, yeah. I, I truly believe that it's, it's crazy. Like just the act of looking at it is, uh, an exhilarating experience. Yeah, it's pleasurable. Uh, I played through last of us, which had one of the most compelling stories of like any media I've consumed over the last five yeah. or six years. Um, and the, it's not that the characters look real. Their mo- movements don't always look natural, but they look real and natural enough that yeah. I just process them as human beings, you know, and feeling things that uh, seem like very natural and real emotions, and that one's exceptionally good. Yeah. Like, the dialogue and performances, like, vocal performances are incredible. They are, like, better than most movies, I would say. And that one is especially, like, using cinematic camera movements and... See, I don't know what's normal yet, but I know in that game, the camera will like have lens flares and yeah. dust on the lens and like stuff that you will see in movies, but it all just feels so natural and smooth. And you said immersive. That's a word that I keep coming to. I, I you know, 
I watched uh, Tenet recently, mm-hmm. and like at no point, and I liked. I wound up coming around on that movie. I, we talked about it on the show, and I still hate sure. some something about it that I don't need to get into again. But like, I enjoyed watching it, but I had no involvement in it. So now I'm like watching entertainment, like watching stuff that is visually stunning on the mm-hmm. same level, except I have some agency in what's happening. Yeah. Which is an incredible feeling. Well, I mean, it's like I feel like the languages are uh, there. There's so much cross communication mm-hmm. now that I, I think mu- movies are taking so many things from video games or even television. Like you look at something yeah. like how they filmed the Mandalorian, uh, mm. and that was like they didn't use green screens. They built those beautiful like vistas in an Unreal Engine. Yep, and then just put it on an LED screen. So it's literally a video game that you're watching. Yep. And then that same thing is coming back to video games. Video games like The Last of Us are using filmmaking techniques yep. like uh, the lens flares and stuff that it it just... The emotional peaks that some of these things can reach is, is just fantastic. Yeah. And like you don't... You, in, you work at something for like 10 hours, it's going to hit emotionally uh-huh. harder than if, if it's just a character you just met in a movie. Absolutely. It, it feels... Well, I think there's part of this is um, that production quality for TV has gone way up too. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, TVs and TV and movies are often indistinguishable now in terms yeah. of how they look and sound and feel and performances and everything. And Last of Us especially... Uh, Last of Us Part 2, which I am... I'm only like I'm almost to the end of the second act out of mm-hmm. like seven I think or something like that so I'm barely into it. Yeah, um, that feels like an interactive TV show. To oh me. yeah, and absolutely. I mean that in like the best way. Uh, I've never had an experience quite like playing this game that I'm in the middle of now. I mean, it's it, the genre is survival horror, so it's like a a pandemic has happened. Mm-hmm. But what it is is there's a a fungus uh, turns people into zombies basically. That's mm-hmm. all, and it spreads really easily. And but what matters is the characters like it's just about it's about them trying to survive and the bonds they have with each other and the story like takes turns that are total some of them are predictable and I you know that is not necessarily a negative thing but some of them I did not see coming at all Mm -hmm. but also make a ton of sense it has that really like pleasurable punch when like something that happened like that happens and it's so dark too which I don't I don't mind that at all it gets to be a little bit much like Jake and I were texting about that i was like man this is really really heavy yeah they force you to do some things yes. as the player that is like okay maybe this is yeah. a little manipulative but also like that's the art form like they're just pushing it to different levels than it's been did you you play the first one i i've played very very little okay. of it i i not, not even close to finishing. yeah the first one has 83 minutes of 93 minutes of cutscenes. Mm-hmm. the second one has 10 hours of cutscenes. oh yeah but they are like integrated seamlessly into the game because, I mean, if you played video games before, cutscenes were something like they always looked a lot nicer than the gameplay. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like jumping into a Pixar movie for a little bit while the characters talk and then jumping back into your like bad looking or worse looking yeah. play like gameplay. That's no longer the case, nope. or at least for AAA titles. It's just your not exactly realistic, but like very stylized realism. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you will stop being in control and the characters will stop talking and the, the camera will pan around and do cinematic uh, angles and lighting and stuff mm-hmm. and characters will have a conversation and these are these are adding up over time and I was like I don't know if 10 hours seems like an awful lot but then no it's like I am in those scenes and often they will give you stuff to do as a player yeah. in those scenes that can affect the outcome of the scene even or just the way that they let you move the camera mm-hmm. within a 
on rails cutscene, but you can move the camera and look yeah. anywhere in the frame that you want. It really also helps for like survival horror stuff uh-huh. like that. Whenever you have control of the camera, so you're looking behind the character yeah. and in front and don't know where something's going to come from. It's just it's so innovative. Yeah, I, I love this stuff. Like Last of Us Two, it's one of the great things, especially in TV, about having like long form storytelling is it doesn't have to be hemmed in with just one genre. You know, so mm-hmm. it's a survival horror story, but like it's also a romance. And it's a musical too. Dan. Oh, really? It's crazy. Um, I assume you'll play it at some point, but like knowing that music is a part of the game is not a spoiler in in and of itself. Especially if you've already played the first one, you know it probably will be. Yeah. But that will make sense when you play it. But um, like you play some music in the game, and the game has a really interesting like function where you play guitar, mm-hmm. and like there is a character who plays songs. And the song, like, there's some are covers and some might even be originals. I'm not sure. Yeah. And, like, there was a cover that just in the moment that it appeared. And by the way, that was a cutscene that wasn't necessary. Like, I could have just skipped over this mm-hmm. point where you were prompted to go pick up a guitar. Sure. And I, it, like, wrecked me emotionally. I was like, oh, this completely recontextualized this very popular song. It's mm-hmm. a pop song that this character is covering. And, like, her playing it, oops, this person playing it in this <laughs> context totally changes the meaning of the song in a way that I found just like deeply moving. Like I kind of couldn't believe that a video game was doing this to me. Um, What an experience. Yeah. Like they're fantastic. I am of the firm belief that uh, at least on the highest level of blockbuster tent pole level media Mm -hmm. video games are currently better than movies. I, I don't know that I'm quite there yet, but like, I may I could see that I could see me coming to that same realization. If I'm taking like the summer blockbuster movie slate versus like the AAA game titles of the year, I th- I think those games are j- just going to slap the crap out of them, man. Yeah. The, I, I, the games are so good. I'm, I of course am in the middle of Death Stranding mm-hmm. right now, so I know a little something about uh, cutscenes. Yeah, uh, Hideo Kojima, famous for putting a feature-length cutscene in Metal Gear Solid Four. Oh, you really? You sit through a feature-length movie cutscene in the middle of the game. <laughs> uh, he loves cutscenes, just confusing as all get out. Uh, but you get to you're hanging with Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro is like I thought he would be in the game for a couple minutes. He is in the game for what I've experienced the entire game so far. Yeah. He, he doesn't voice his character. Uh, it's just his visage. Yes. Yeah. Him and Nicholas winding Refn. What? Uh, yeah. Nicholas winding Refn is in a ton of the game. Notorious troll. Kind of can't stand him. (laughs) Um, yeah, just, just a fantastic game. I would definitely recommend, uh, as you venture further to get into a Hideo Kojima Mm -hmm. game, whether it's a, one of those metal gear solid titles or, death stranding which uh, for my money right now is uh cooking up to be one of the best games i've ever played wow. just really really satisfying stuff i've spent the last two days just building roads wow. something that you don't have <laughs> to do uh but it, it, it like makes your other deliveries easier it so, sort of eases other parts of the games along so it's like animal crossing yeah yeah kind of so i you know even animal crossing i'm just like the fact that casual gaming has reached the point to where I was obsessed with that game for so many months yeah. and now have not like even looked at it yeah. for over six months. Uh, it, it's just, it just, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that you have, you know, picked up a game system. Yeah. 
because you miss out on a lot. It, it, I was just like, it, it's a it's a big investment, but you miss out on uh-huh. a lot without him. I just didn't have enough interests, you know. I just didn't have enough things to fill my time. Um, yeah, and you haven't even gotten into like Red Dead Redemption, which yeah. is like one of the oh. best storytelling games of all time, dude. Um, I don't know if you know this, but like previous guest to the show. Cat Canterbury is a, oh, huge a big Red gamer fan. and big Red Dead. Yeah, so yeah. she was like selling me on not even selling us. We were, I think we might have been talking about Red Dead Redemption here mm-hmm. uh, after we recorded over a year ago. Yeah, uh, wow. Hangout's still open, by the way. I went, I drove by the oh, other really? day, couldn't believe it. Saw the lights on in there at night. Um, you know, I guess. I mean, that makes I would be more comfortable going there with a group of friends who are within my germ bubble than sure, I would yeah. be going to a normal karaoke establishment. So, hey, maybe that's something yeah. we should think about, Andy. We've got we've got a shared biome right now, you and I. Um, maybe we should get together with uh, uh, some of my roommates and or, or something and sure. see if we can crack a couple tunes yeah. out. I mean. I still don't want to do that, but it's yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> you still and uncomfortable me with it deeply and my family. And I see the two people in my band every Thursday uh-huh. night. Um, hello, Colin. And uh, that's it. <laughs> we each get plus ones. You, okay. get, you get Colin uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna to bring my phone. So my girlfriend can be there. <laughs> I guess I either get my girlfriend Shay or Shay's boyfriend. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Let's not do this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what games have you really enjoyed the past few ten years or so that oh, I've missed? I, I mean, I I have I haven't gotten into Red Dead Redemption two, but I think the first one is an absolute masterpiece. I've never been more motion, emotionally affected by a game than like that game's final moments. Really, that game does some storytelling things in the end game that are just so fantastic. I don't want to spoil it, even yeah. though the game is probably like 10 years old mm-hmm. now. Uh, I would really recommend that despite the kind of resolution quality downgrade that you're going to get from current games. Uh, I'm sure Red Dead Redemption 2 is also awesome. Yeah. We Can- brought it up earlier. Half-Life 2. Oh, yeah. Half-Life 2 is just the best game. Like I think it's the best video game ever made, huh. or certainly the best first-person shooter ever made. See, I don't like first-person shooters. That's the thing you don't know about me. You know, I'm not a big fan either. I'm certainly not good at them, uh-huh. which is one thing that is very frustrating about playing them. But a Half-Life 2 was like, I think the first game to make the advent of like the non-stopping game, like having cutscenes play out where your character can move around. So basically like you would enter into a room or something and the doors would be locked and there would be exposition coming from the characters in the room, but it would never go to a cutscene. And then the doors would unlock, and you would be on to your next part of the game. It's a completely seamless experience. And also the story in that one is just really, really good. I love Half-Life 2. I, I would say if you're ever going to pick up a first-person shooter, uh, make it Half-Life 2. Yeah, maybe I will. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe I, if I get done with uh, the hundred plus hours of Death Stranding and Red Dead Redemption Two, yeah, it's um, just too much. It, yeah, that's the other great thing about it is these things like they're true time sucks. Like, yeah, I could watch so many tri- Criterion movies in the amount of time that I put into these things, yeah. but I can't listen to a podcast at the same time uh-huh. that I do that. So the time, well, see, I can't, I can't do the podcast thing with Last of Us because part oh, of the immersion sure. is the sound. Yeah. Um. And same deal with the Spider-Man game. Like all the dialogue is in uh, 
uh, it tells the story of the game, and also Spider-Man's a big stealth game, so you kind of have to pay attention to how far away characters are based on the sounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't even miss it, though. I've got a huge backlog of podcasts now that I've been playing video games a lot, and I, I, I'm okay with it right yeah. now. Uh, Andy, it's great. I'm I'm very glad that you're into it. I, You know, just there are parts of Death Stranding and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 where you'll literally just be walking around and then all of a sudden the camera will take the position of like a crane shot and then uh, like non-diegetic music will start to play as if you're in like the opening credit sequence of a movie. It's it's, it's, it's like, it's it's just such cool stuff. I I know we we sound like a couple uh, big dummies and nerds right now, but (laughs) I, I, I just love it. The Last of Us Part Two, the opening credits, it, it has opening credits like an old movie. Movies don't even do opening credits for the most part anymore. But yeah. you you play this character who gets on a horse. Like, yeah, he has a conversation. This character has a conversation with somebody else that's probably like five minutes or something. And then they hop on horses and you're following somebody else on a horse. And like the path I want you to go down is very narrow. Sure. You don't have a lot of control of where you can go. But like you are playing this you are in control of this guy as the credits of the movie yeah. play in front of you and you like slowly see this town emerging on the horizon it's beautiful yeah. beautiful yeah. i'm way more involved with that like i get so sleepy during tv shows now because mm-hmm. i finish all our dumb podcast stuff on my real job that isn't <laughs> dumb and uh i don't want to zone out really i want to like stay awake past nine o'clock sure I've been. I was like struggling with like I was like falling asleep during a good show. I was watching that show Industry, which is good, mm-hmm. and like falling asleep during it. And uh, I'm actually engaged with this, which is really nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, anyway, video games. Oh, that's video games. Yeah, we 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 covered it. We got we it. sure did. And I don't think there's any need to go over what we've been watching with our eyes and eating with our yeah, ears or right. whatever we do, do there. I feel like we covered that extensively. Do you got anything else, Andy? I don't think so. Um, we already did the preheat. Uh, we've got some. We got some stuff. I'm pretty excited about coming up this month. Me too. Got some guest book that should be pretty cool. And uh, yeah, looking looking forward to the next uh, next month, like next few months of the show. Yep. Thank you all for sticking with us uh, this this long. It's been almost two and a half years at this point. So we certainly appreciate it. We do. I love you all. We were lying on that last episode. We got zero new listeners from the Crystal <laughs> Quaid episode. Okay, fewer. <laughs> Fewer people listen to that than listen to like yeah. the You Daily's episode. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was talking about it on Twitter, not to presume anybody follows me on there, but like I just don't. I, none of the none of it makes any sense to me. I yeah, I don't you get know? it either. But uh, whenever I think about it, it it just makes me want to double down for the fans we do have sure, and, and make it extra good for them because despite us not being able to pick up any new listeners, some folks just keep on like, listening. No. It plateaued at a number that is way more than enough for us to keep doing oh, it absolutely. and like have fun. Like it's crazy. That, it's not crazy. It makes sense because I like our show and I think it's good. But like mm. the audience is plenty big enough for us to continue putting effort into it. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Media. <laughs>